0: That's great. And another, speaking of television, an amazing actress from Vancouver, British Columbia, joining us here, uh, joining us Americans here, <laughs> on Below the <Linda laughs> Belt show. You can see her on a great show um, called Motherland Fort Salem uh, on Freeform. The amazing, the beautiful and talented um, Catherine Hadquist. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that name
1: properly law headquist
0: yep that's me okay catherine little hack clh in the house (laughs) yeah well i'm sorry Um, i'm shoving food in my mouth
2: i didn't eat dinner tonight (laughs) oh i I didn't eat dinner so i'm i'm finishing up now you gotta
0: do you gotta do what you gotta do so um petra bellwether um and uh i got a chance to check out your show today catherine and Wow, I guess I'm a little late to the game, but now I got two seasons to uh, catch up on because you made me a fan of the show. Oh,
1: well, thank Just you Just based
0: on, on what I've seen on your first two episodes of season three.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we're really excited for how this season's going to roll out. We were yeah. grateful that Preform let us know that it would be our final season, so we know that it, uh, <laughs> we able, were able to wrap it up and make it really a great ride for the fans.
0: That's true, because there's nothing worse than a series ending with loose ends. And um, do you feel that uh, that everything will be tied together by the time we see the end of the series?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it it, uh, I think it will be a satisfying ride. Yes, that's it.
0: I love it. I love it. And uh, what's great about uh, your character, very strong military character, um, um, although you're. um, uh, a recurring, um, but you're you're very prominent in, in this season, and um, so a mentor to uh, one of the main witches, um, Abigail's playing your daughter. Yeah. Um, wow, this is a really cool, uh, really uh, interesting uh, character that I'm seeing that you portraying, and for a lot of women in general, I've noticed on this show, yeah. where the protagonists and uh, it really is women. Uh, the cast is, is majority comprised of women. Yeah. So this is the reality. This is the world that we're we're seeing in, in Motherland, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely men in this world, uh, but it's a world where the U.S. Army is comprised of witches. That's what unfolded after the Salem witch trials ended and the witches and the government came to a peace accord. And so our powers are used in, in defense and support of the United States. There are other witch armies around the world, but um, that power puts women in a very prominent leadership role in the nation, and I think that uh, is a very interesting framework through which many of the allegorical storylines uh, relate to what we're going through in society today.
0: I mean, you got to make your army strong, right? Why not? Why not uh, put witches in the army? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, casting been, spells. <laughs>
2: It's it's been action packed since season one. Uh I'm still a little bit behind, so not quite to season three, but uh I did watch all of season one and it was a ride.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I've kind of described that season one was a roller coaster, season two is you know, like being fired from a cannon and season three is like being launched into space. <laughs>
0: Launch so, into space, wow. Yeah.
1: Not that space is part of the storyline. I don't want to mislead, but- Not literally. It, it, not literally, but it, <laughs> literally, it, it definitely increases the velocity and the, and speed at which we move, so.
0: So I've noticed these witches are very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that haven't seen the series, how would your witches compare to the Hocus Pocus Sanderson sisters or like the Sabrina Teenage Witch type of witches? And those sort. How yeah. do these compare?
1: They would have trouble keeping up in basic training.
0: Oh, the the, the Sanderson sisters and Sabrina wouldn't ma- they, would have they, trouble.
1: They, you know, they they do some fun things, some sweet things, but we right. uh, we we, we we're, we're serious.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that. I noticed that their powers are, are just on a completely different scale. Different. After um, I've seen the two episodes. Simi, have you seen an entire season? Yeah. You can attest to their the powerful nature of these witches.
2: Let's just say they um they don't make women look powerful, they make witches look like women. So they are powerful.
0: Yeah. Wow. Is,
1: okay. Yeah. I'll take that. It, <laughs>
0: That's very, very interesting. And another interesting uh thing I noticed in episode two, Catherine, is uh president um kelly uh played by cheryl lee ralph
1: yeah, president kelly
0: wade yeah well wade yes president kelly wade uh uh and uh cheryl lee Ralph, i got a chance to meet with her uh meet her uh, at an event in, in washington um lovely woman uh what was it like working with her
1: oh she is just such a living legend who is timeless and filled with grace she was it just such a wonderful opportunity to work with her. I've been a fan of her work for my entire career, and so yeah. getting to to share time, space, and stories with her was definitely a highlight.
0: Certainly so, certainly so. Now it's interesting that she plays the forty fifth president.
1: You caught that, S- did
0: you? Yeah, I caught that on the episode. Was that intentional? Oh, intentional yeah. uh, hit the Trump.
1: <laughs> I <skip> oh, guess. <laughs> There is there is nothing that is without specific intent on this show. So. Right.
0: <laughs> and um and I, I saw this yeah someone noted on another interview that I watched with you, uh, Catherine, that there's all women of color are in power. It's particularly, your scene that, that we're showing the president and yourself, the general of the army. Um, what are your thoughts on 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 that aspect?
1: I I find it. Normalizing, I think that I think we, you know, we, right. it it is not a surprise to a woman of color for a woman of color to be in power.
2: Right.
1: It's, it, I think it's it's surprising for other people to find that um to be a a remarkable thing. To me, it's just it's normal life.
0: It's Kamala but Harris too, if you think for <laughs> real.
2: <laughs> but for that to take place, there has to be a dynamic between the actors, the writers and the people that are in charge on the show can you tell us a little bit
1: about that well it's a very collaborative it was a very collaborative. i'm still not used to it being done so it was <laughs> a very collaborative environment mm-hmm. um we were you know we got i ex- explained our story arcs and and how the seasons were going to progress um story meetings which was really awesome um the directors who we chose were often um, working with us for multiple episodes. So that was, that was nice because you got to build a rapport with them creatively. Um, and there was, what I love is the form that our, our magic takes. And in fact, if you watch all three seasons, we never use the word magic. It's always referred to as the work and the work comes from, our. Ah, work yeah. and I think that that is also um, a specific tool, um, for, discussing the role of women in society that the, our power comes from our voices and and that that's developed and always um enhanced through the storylines and how we've, we we talked with each other and how we we work with each other so
0: very cool and uh two producers attached to this I've, I've, wow will Farrell and adam mckay were, were either of them on set when you worked
1: adam was i think adam was there for first season and i don't know that i was there when he was there um uh but uh, i never got a chance to meet will i don't know that he ever came to set
0: oh, okay but I we're think...
1: still super grateful that they they got us going
0: so yeah they got you guys going i mean those are two huge names in our industry yeah. you know adam mckay recently of course don't look up and oh my god who hasn't seen a will ferrell movie right <laughs> i mean he's just <laughs> <comic laughs> god but I, I don't you know it, they, they don't do too much comedy in, in in your series, so not too much of the signature welfare I kept of comedy.
1: no, I kept hoping that there would be a way that that he was up in our world, but didn't happen.
0: Did't happen, yeah, yeah um, so um, wow, so that's great, so so it's coming up to a close. This is the final season. Um, do you, uh where do you see the future of just the characters um post? do you think um, anything can happen as far as like a movie or spinoff or anything like that? Cause uh, I mean, the fans really love these characters.
1: Our fans are so invested in this world and yeah. that has been such a, an amazing gift to experience because mm-hmm. their, their support and their their commentary about each episode as it unfolds is just really fun to to be a part of. I know that Elliot Lawrence, who's the creator of the show has enough material for, a lot more exploration in this world. So I don't know if it if it will pick up where it left off if we were to okay. go home, but I know that even if the if we went prequel or sequel, it would still be a really interesting world to revisit and I would be really curious as, to see where these characters evolved and what other aspects of this world would be Yeah.
0: Explore. And you'd be on board for anything.
1: I would have, I would jump uh, in.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: You got to it be, would, right? I I, I, I I think that's what i'll miss most is the people we got to work with you know all the casts were really tight we had an amazing crew uh, of technicians and artists who built this world that we got to play in and so any opportunity to revisit that world or working with those folks would be awesome
0: wow so catherine you have 140 some credits on your imdb in television film that that is amazing Um, starting with uh, doing stand-in work on Twenty One Jump Street.
1: Yeah, that was my first. I did a couple commercials before that, but that was my first time on a television show set. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you're quite the definition of a working actor, which I love. I love hearing. And um, so I guess out of those 140 credits, other than other than Fort Salem, obviously because that's you know your current show, what what stands as the top of the list, other than Fort Salem.
1: Um, I loved the opportunity to work with Jodie Foster on Elysium. It wasn't a huge role, but it was a great experience. She was just a really amazing professional to get to watch technically work and also just a really kind human and a real model of what it's like to lead a cast on a production. So that was really awesome. Um, I enjoyed working uh, on Once Upon a Time. I was in the first season and I played Cinderella's fairy godmother, which oh, for me is nice. the first time yes. I've ever been able to put on gold lame and feel, you know, all of the magic of dressing up that way. And and it was also a, a real departure in the canon of the fairy tales. It was it was a noted episode because of how that unfolded. So it was cool to be a part of that reshift as the show was getting its momentum. So those are two that stand out for me. Those were two really pivotal Opportunity. Okay.
2: Okay. Now I've got a question. Yeah. Um, how was the Stargate SG-1 set?
1: I had a great time. I had a great time. Um, you know, it. I. it's always interesting to join a show that has already been underway for so many years. So you can sort of see the shorthand that the cast and crew have with each other. And mm-hmm. it's sometimes a little trepidatious to, to sort of join because you know... You're very aware of things having been established before you get there. But they were very kind, very gracious, very welcoming. I had a good time. We were on location. I was in a military uniform, so there was no spanks involved that day, which is always a good thing. You know, it was a win. <laughs>
0: Stargate, I mean, Supernatural, Fort Salem. Van H- Superman I mean, and Lois. Super- yeah. I've seen a, a, a theme of, of genre, sci-fi, superhero. What are your thoughts lot. on being a part of so much in this particular fandom?
1: I think all television is aspirational, but I, I love the way fantasy and science fiction often try and inspire us to our better selves using technology and and diversity to 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 evolve in a better direction. So I think that science fiction has played such a huge role in terms of where we've gotten to now, in terms of our daily lives, from our smartphones to even how we're having a conversation right now. Right. That I, I, I find it exciting to be a part of that genre that's had such an impact on society and culture.
0: It certainly has. And let's not forget of course DC the universe and that's Superman and Lois Simi, mean, you mentioned that you recently played Dr. Kit Faulkner who has an alter ego of Rampage uh, how how was uh, that experience working on that show
1: It was fun again the, the, I love the the sort of reimagining of the the canon with you know them having kids and and just sort of mm-hmm. how they've they've expanded that world or changed it up and again sort of I think that's been really interesting taking traditional properties and breathing new life into them with with enhancing the worlds that they're set in so i had a good time going there and and working on that show yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly like the the new favorite on uh on the arrowverse um, of course some of the shows have ended like supergirl uh and arrow but it seems like uh, the superman and lois is uh kind of taking the the front the front of the line front burner right? yeah yeah front burner so that that's really exciting to be a part of that is so cool 140 credits also includes holiday films like angels in the snow and and uh vancouver is known for producing quite a few uh holiday films.
2: The you guys do christmas
0: arrowverse and christmas five. every canadian actor i've I've interviewed <laughs> <laughs> seems to do christmas and and Arrowverse or something. <laughs> yeah once
1: once the temperature gets going it's time to bust
0: out the park is. Yeah, and that's a yeah. thing. Vancouver, it's just such a beautiful place. Thank you. I would love to visit someday. it, 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 oh, it is been? I have never it's been gone. yet. I, I would love to go visit sometime. I'd love to jo- jump on a set. I'd love to go for work. I would yes, love to be there as Yes a as an after.
2: American actor would love <laughs> to be there and work.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um it seems like a great city for actors to to be be noticed and to work their way up would you would you, would you would you agree with that because a lot of people that are from vancouver they don't move to la or new york they stay in vancouver
1: no or or la seeks them out because we right much of not all of the work done in canada is is the same proportion and we do a lot for the american market in vancouver right toronto does a lot for the canadian market um and so there's a lot of work you could do there that might not get seen in the states so in terms of the transferability and the awareness that work and making yeah. builds, people people do end up working the coast a lot. I have a lot of friends who work down in in Los Angeles. I I love it here though, and and it keeps me busy. So I I'm quite happy with this size pond though. Yeah. Spielberg came calling. I would say, of course. Right. Are there <laughs> involved, so, you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's their in- specs? <laughs> twenty one
0: Trump Street was Los Angeles, right?
1: No, twenty one Trump Street was here.
0: What was, was no, 21
1: Jump Street? The series was here. The, series. Right? the movie they shot in the States. But the oh, the, series, okay, okay, right, right. The series ah, okay. Was
0: shot so, the bulk of your work has been um, in Canada. You haven't done much in stateside uh, yet, or yeah, have you
1: here? No, stuff done. that you see in the States, but uh, it's all shot here.
0: Oh, ah, okay, interesting.
1: That's an interesting idea. Uh, I uh, also heard there.
2: there's there's some really good programs to getting into acting i also noticed that you uh participate in some acting classes and stuff that you coach and stuff like that if you want to talk about that a little bit
1: sure i i do a lot of audition coaching and i also teach business of acting um and audition to full awesome. full-time students as well but my my site is the dramaclass.com and that's where people can find me if they're interested in finding out how to get into this crazy business
0: Wow. So what techniques do you uh, go into in your class?
1: Well, I I believe that auditioning is its own art form, like that is yes. a very different uh, skill set from from the way we work on a set and that there's a lot of technical aspects to it. And so it's not just about authentically creating character. It's about being of service to the script and knowing the technical elements of the sides you've been given as uh, pillars of your pitch. Um how you think a character could take shape. So I go into a lot of that, and I also believe strongly that a lot of actors focus on creativity and craft, but they don't necessarily focus on the commerce or the communication aspects about it. So I really try to huh. their view about being more in control of their career in a business that's often geared to, to taking that control from you and making you feel like you have to wait for someone to call you. I think that there's a lot more do yes. we have to direct ourselves in our careers and make choices yeah. and build. I
2: already <laughs> signed up for the newsletter.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. So how, how do what are your thoughts on the whole self tape phenomenon, which really started in the pandemic? And so what, in my opinion, the, the for actors, one of the better things to come out of the pandemic is just more self tapes versus in-person auditions.
1: I, so it's funny because a really good friend of mine, she and I are having sort of a, a a difference of viewpoint on this right now because she feels that the the self tape removes a layer of connectivity between the artist and the casting director and 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 the opportunity to get those in the moment notes to the performance. I, on the other hand, really love that self tapes are in some ways democratizing because they they can see far more people um, in the self tape format to to explore different ways to tell stories and so i think that there's a lot more especially i noticed with my coaching clients opportunities that they are getting that they wouldn't get if they were needing to to get a slot to go in the room but they can they can get those first credits under their belt because they're being seen at an earlier stage in their career so i'm i'm a big fan of the self tip i also like the fact that i can do it when my energy is high as opposed to when somebody summons me
0: and you're sending your best take yeah. When you're when you're doing the in person, you, you it's it's live, <laughs> you know. You, uh, you're seeing, so. you know, what you see is what you get. So there's no smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so,
1: I'm a fan of it. I think it, I think it will have an impact on on who gets to be a part of the stories we see, and I think who we see informs what's normal to us. And I think the more the diversity and the more inclusion of of different types of people in those stories has a positive impact on society so i'm a fan that is
2: definitely one of the best things that it has uh, sort of it hasn't completely leveled the playing field for inclusion right. but it has uh, brought the bar a lot lower
0: yeah yeah very
1: nice and i think it, as well because one of the things i've often heard is like oh we would have loved to have cast that that way but we couldn't find anybody like the self tape aspect allows people to be found from places that's great that, that might not be a production center. They can cast that net a little wider and they can yeah. add voices to the chorus that might not have been heard before. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's uh yeah, it's groundbreaking for sure. And I, has there ever been an audition that, that you would have loved to book. You were almost there, maybe you got pinned, maybe you got called back, but you didn't get.
1: And you and it was heartbreaking. Of of
0: and which course. one
1: was it? Oh I'm a firm believer that my heartbreak doesn't mean that that role was mine. So, okay. I I I truly accept that what's mine flows to me and therefore that what what doesn't come to me wasn't meant for me. So, okay. I all, I I try and release those and not harbor them too much because I also believe that they were meant for the person who embodied them and that I would never want to take away from their joy from having got it. So, so I keep I keep those wounds to myself. <laughs> all right? Very fair. Very <laughs> That said, is there a dream
0: project uh, out there for you?
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Whether yeah. it's a director, an actor that you want to work with, a, a genre that you haven't tackled yet?
1: Oh, I would... Previous to now, uh, historical pictures tended to focus on time periods where I really wasn't feeling comfort- feeling it wanting to to be a part of those stories. But I think that there's a real wave of historical stories that were about you know black wall street and like just times where there, you know where there were thriving societies in black culture that we haven't heard the stories from we only sort of hear how they ended and i would love to be a part of something that sort of captured the vibrancy of of some of those those um communities love it so i would love to be a part of something like that
0: that's awesome now um you were a part of the the 50 shades uh Franchise Fifty yes, Shades Freed and Dakota Johnson described making of Fifty Shades of Grey was psychotic. She said this in <laughs> Vanity Fair magazine. She said it's a very different version of the film that she thought she was going to make, and that El jeans had a lot of creative control. It's curious if you uh, mm-hmm. saw any of that chaos, chaos or psychoticness uh, on your set when in you were
1: no, because my scenes were very very. um, intimate my scenes were all with Dakota and she was lovely she was a true professional and a really yeah. young woman so I was just really delighted that everything just you know we didn't have a lot of moving parts to our scenes it was a you know pretty contained set and okay straightforward conversations we were having I played her doctor so yeah it wasn't I remember uh, that it, it, there wasn't a there was not a lot of room for chaos. There was no stunt nurses or anything needing to, to burst through the door on fire. <laughs> like that. So we, we, we didn't have a lot of chaos or drama. In the days. Okay. Of
0: the world, so. For the scenes that you worked on, right? Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah. very good. Pretty um, yeah, yeah. Very awesome. Um, so another cool thing that you do, you do it all, which is amazing. I mean, you're an actress, you're an educator, entrepreneur with bizbooks.net. Yes. Yes. So this is a resource for artists, actors to obtain um, books related to our craft. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Artists run. Um, we were bricks and mortar from 96 to 2010. Okay. And uh, it, then we transitioned to our current format, which is online and on location. So we do, um, we ship online all over the world and we focus on materials for film, television, and theater artists. And, uh, and we, also do pop-up stores, so we just had one this last weekend at the Actors Studio, and set up tables and brought all the books, and we're able to see a lot of our loyal customers from over the okay. years, and show them what was new and exciting, and and getting to to, yeah. to create that sort of clubhouse atmosphere that the bricks and mortar store was for so many years. So it's a lot of fun. I think-, I think
0: this is a great resource. Now, why would a consumer want to go here over the typical Amazon and Barnes and Noble?
1: Our product descriptions are second to none. Our product okay. descriptions for books are better than the publishers, in, in my humble opinion. Nice. Uh, and because of the lens through which we curate our selection, we are actors, writers, directors, all of us who work in the operation are, are connected to the outcome of these materials being selected for folks. So we yeah, offer that it. expertise through how we, how we put things together.
0: And, and I love how you have little uh, – Articles like top seven books for screenwriters, for instance, which uh, is very helpful for yeah. for the, uh, the aspiring or current screenwriter, you know, yeah. and uh and value a value add. Yeah, so it's a little uh, not only is it advertisement for the books, but it definitely um, you know lists them in a way that uh, the consumer can say, okay, that's a top book, you know, and and uh, I think that's really really impressive. Very cool. Thank you. Wow. So, Catherine, what else is next? Uh, Fort Salem um, ends with this current season. Yep. Um, and uh, we still have a lot more episodes left.
1: Yeah. We just had um, episode two last night, so we're... we're right. So um,
0: and uh, I've heard you're on set, and um, I don't know if you're allowed to say what you're working on now, but...
1: I'm working on a feature film. I was saying, okay. hey, can I say anything? And they've asked me not to until they can get the ah. description done. So... I have to respect that, but it's it's a totally. project, and I'm I'm grateful to to have a new, you know, when something ends, especially something that you've loved being a part of, you're always a little trepidatious about what the right. next feel like, and this feels great. So I'm really happy that I'm I'm able to sort of transition to another lovely, nice work family.
0: Well, when you're able to talk about, uh, we'd love to have you back. Uh, oh, I'm sure it's an amazing film. You've Every project you've been a part of, just looking at your credits, just seems awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Happy to share it with you when the time comes.
0: Absolutely. So, Catherine, before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for uh, Motherland Fort Salem. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show and whatever you want at the end.
1: Okay. I'm Catherine Law-Hedquist. I'm, I play Petra Bellwether on Motherland Fort Salem, and I've had so much fun being here on the Below the Belt Show. Thanks for having me, Ty.
0: Yes, that was awesome. And we're going to do yes. a snapshot of one, two, and smile. <laughs> there it goes. Thank you so awesome. much, Catherine. You're very lovely and very talented. Thank you so Thanks. much for joining us. Catherine,
2: before you leave, can you tell the fans where they can follow you and the friends where they can support
0: you? Ah, yeah, that's a good one.
1: Ah, okay. So, uh, uh motherland tv is the show's uh instagram handle mine is the cat lh so the cat lh um my website is catlh.com and my businesses are thisbooks.net and thedramaclass.com thank you so much
2: thank
0: cat you. lh that's a little right. easier to say than the name. right not
1: only <laughs> the word the letter salad that is my my two word last name
0: i had a little tongue twister <laughs> in the beginning but i got it now it's cat lh <laughs> Kath, thank you so much for joining us here on BTV. Thank a good you. Night.
1: Have a great night. Bye-bye.